Welcome everybody to, well, it's 8 o'clock on NWCZRadio.com. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon. And it is time to go down the rabbit hole. Oh yeah. We've been having a lot of fun with this. Oh, we have. By the way, if you miss it or you want to hear it again or you want to share any of this with your friend, we're on a lot of platforms now. Yes, yes. Um, If you just Google up NWCZ, apostrophe yes, NWCZ's down the rabbit hole, you'll find us on uh, several different podcast platforms. Yes. So, Which is awesome. That's one of the reasons I, you know, why, why I like Anchor was that's what it did. It yeah, that's, it really you, helped. That's the main one. If you go to anchor.com yeah. uh, and we're, we're right there. But uh, they've also shot us out onto, I don't know, there's so many. Tune in. I don't think we're on um, at, on um, the iTunes podcast yet because they take a few weeks. They do, but there's something actually my my buddy because I do the love and hate and Beastnet are both on. Yeah, no, Anchor we'll get there. Well. It just but takes he, a while. He has a way that, to to make it faster, so and I'll have to like, get him hooked up with you on that. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about it because yeah. we're we're all over and people are tuning in and listening and and uh, sharing. Awesome. Yeah, we're happy about that. So that's so that's good, and because um, we have a lot of fun doing this, so. Oh, I look forward to it every week. It's kind of like my therapy because there's so much craziness going on in the world. Oh, and there's, there's, uh, there, there's, you know, you can go down so many rabbit holes. And the problem is I'm finding what's, what's freaking me out because, like I said, we're not conspiracy theorists. We're conspiracy realists. And yes. what, what we like to do is um, take these conspiracies or these theories or these stories and dissect them and separate fact from fiction. And when you get to the end, draw your own conclusion. Yes. And mine might be a bit different from yours and different from the listeners. And I don't think there's any one way of looking at any of this stuff. But the bizarre weirdness of it is that it all connects. Oh, it does. And, that, and that's the thing. It's like we've said before. You go from we started with one and then each one that we're watching, it, it leads us to another one. And I mean, there's even, you know, some of the stuff even in these where they were talking about other things that I'm like, oh, I might want to go look at that one. <laughs> you know, so I mean, there, there was a lot of that like, oh, what's what's this? And that's where a lot of our other our next week always come from, because we found it while we were looking for one of the others. Yeah. And just to follow up on a couple of things that we've talked about um, since we're still in this, um, you know, as we tonight and as if you're listening yes. on podcast, as we record this. Uh, so we're in the first week of May, the, we're right in the, the heart of this COVID thing. There's been um, a lot of follow-up on, on the whole Bill Gates thing. Has there, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I've heard yeah, a few uh, people looking at, talking about it, mentioning it, but. No, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of, um, it, it's been mentioned on a lot of, I'll just say, mainstream media. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who are freaked out and, and there's a lot of backlash coming in on Bill Gates suddenly showing up as this expert on health. And, you know, we dissected that whole thing, what his yes. master plan was. And if you haven't heard that, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode, the Bill Gates episode. Yes, but definitely. since then, uh, it's come out that he has like deep pocket ties to like the BBC in, oh. over in England. So they've been bringing him over there and he's been spreading his message over there unchallenged. Because the BBC gets millions of dollars from him. So he's out around the world buying the press. 
And of course, they're not going to challenge him or say anything bad about him because he pays them. He pays them tons of money. And then he was on the uh, Colbert show, uh, Stephen Colbert, who is in lockdown. He's doing it in court. And I don't watch the show. I just watched, I saw the YouTube video of it. And Colbert has him on and is talking to him. And so. He doesn't deny, he, he refuses to, to deny that um, this wasn't a planned event. Like, he, he laughs it off, right? But he never oh. once says no. And then Colbert asks him, you like, what are we not planning? Like, what's going on? What's coming up? Or, you know, what may happen that we're not prepared for now, such as COVID? Well, Bill Gates is now leaking out there that he feels, he believes, that the next thing will be a, like a bioterrorism uh, like some country's going to, you know, drop some sort of bio uh, terrorism bomb or something, and we'll all be unprepared for that. And guess what? And so guess, guess, can you guess what the answer is to it? Vaccines. His vaccine. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things, the more and more I hear, and I mean, we've talked about it before, we, we feel like this was, this isn't an accident. No. This is not oh, an accident at all. No. But I'm feeling We've gone more, down, we've, proven that i believe solidly on here i've gotten more and more where like before i'm thinking you know new world order new lizard order whatever we want to call it but now i'm thinking it's more it is i still think it's new lizard order whatever but i think right now bill gates is the one pushing this i think bill in my opinion i think bill gates is the newest member to the whether you want to call him the illuminati the elite whatever he's the newest member and he's he literally is like the geeky kid that gets into because of all his money and everything. He gets into the the the, the club, right? Yeah, the Bohemian you know? Club. So yeah. he, yeah. So he's the new cat in. Yep. And he's just excited to be there. And I believe they're pulling his strings. Oh, I think so too. I think they're. I think he's going to become the patsy. I think what's going to happen is absolutely this whole thing is just like Epstein. Yes. You know, it's going to come out in probably a year or so, maybe hopefully sooner. That basically this was a planned event. This yes. was this was the bioterrorism he's talking about. Absolutely. And I well, think he predicted Bill it Gates, many times. Bill Gates, it's going to come out that he is the one that did this to prove his his theory that this was going to happen. He made it happen. Do you know that China sent him a thank you letter? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all unpeeling and unfolding yeah. like an onion. You're not going to hear this on the mainstream media. No, it, they are not reporting. They don't want. They do not want you to know this because they're all complicit. Yeah, and they're all bought, he pays their bills. He does, or Soros does. All the you know the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. They all are complicit, and he's the latest, newest member to the group. Also, a lot more attention in certain circles are being paid to his connection to Epstein and the fact mm-hmm. that uh, he had post Epstein's conviction. So Bill Gates wants you to believe that eh, Epstein was just a guy that he met at a, you know, like at some fundraiser things. And, and then they realized he was a bad dude and he backed off. That's not the case. No post Epstein uh, conviction. He still hung out with him, went to his house went to his island, was on his plane several times, but all that's been scrubbed. You cannot find that. No. Uh, but it's starting to leak out now. And the other thing, and a lot of people don't remember this, but there was a guy, and this was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, there was a guy here in the Northwest who was busted on Bill Gates' 
compound at his house who had massive child pornography on his computer. The, the FBI raided Bill Gates' compound, got this guy, got his computer, and he and of course he goes to well i don't even think he went to jail i think he got off somehow but of course bill gates came out and claimed knew nothing about it he was just some guy that worked for him and yeah. happened to be at his house or whatever it goes way deep bill oh, gates sure. is an evil evil human being and it's interesting to see how that's um, it is I coming mean, to light because I know somehow I know some of his his background in eugenics and his dad's background oh, in eugenics brutal came up and I know because I do I've been doing we brought to, that up on our yeah, show we did. I've been trying to walk a lot more and do all that stuff and I was walking with a friend and they made a comment about it and I'm like oh you know and then of course everyone else who was with us is like well what's eugenics look into it and I'm like oh you've got to look into this and I mean Bill Bill Gates's dad was huge into it yep. Bill Gates has made comments. In his speeches that basically make it that say that he believes in eugenics as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's yeah, you go into the history of eugenics and the history of Planned Parenthood. I mean, I'm not saying what Planned Parenthood does now is a bad is bad. And I will. It's terrible. It is. But where they came from, eugenics, they their their philosophy is the same. Yeah, their Uh, whole basis was pretty much um, you. It's kind of like Prime and knock to or whatever it was for the. the why the do English. you think breed wh- out the bad? Why do you think that in this in this time of COVID and and the lockdown and and you can't have elective surgeries? You you know the, the hospitals have been basically like mothballed. Yeah. Unless you have a COVID disease, otherwise you can't go in. If you got if you're hurt or like they've stopped chemotherapy. I mean, people are literally dying because they can't. Get they can't get medical help. Medical assistance, right? Abortions is an essential uh, business, I guess, or it, it's an essential service. So why would abortion be an essential service during this time? You got to get rid of the God gene, right? It's insanity. So you got to get rid of people with that. All gene I can say, violent. And, there is not, you know. there's not a chance in this world oh, yeah. or beyond that I would ever take any. Any kind of vaccine that Bill Gates oh, was putting no. out there, there is no way. I mean, you—it no. it doesn't take. It takes just like literally seconds to go on the internet and figure out what he's doing with his his um, vaccines and his digital ID and everything, and all the people that are involved in that. It, it's, and how uh, he's basically flat out admitted that he wants to put the digital ID into the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's not a secret. That's part of the vaccine. Is you not only are you getting. But now you have a digital ID where pretty much they just scan you and like, oh, hi, this is your name. This is where you're from. This is every ticket you've had ever had in your life. This is the last time you had sex. Everything else. They know everything. Everything. And and if you don't have it, you're not going to be able to go yeah. into concerts, sporting events, grocery stores, travel, get on a plane, you know, whatever. So, no, it's it's very, very, very I've freaky. I've seen where this goes. And we all have. You We've know. seen movies where they, and how this ends. So. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's not good, and, and they're not going to give it to me. And if I have to rely on, you know, pay somebody off who has it to go grocery shopping for me, I will. Yeah. I just won't take it. 
Yeah. If you if you take it, may the odds forever be in your favor. Right. So that that's just a little follow up on our Bill Gates episode. We still don't like him. Uh, no. And it's it's <laughs> getting worse. I think it's it getting is. worse and worse for him. Because more stuff's coming out. More people are starting to see what we already talked. Well, about. Trump and Bill Barr have made statements saying, "Yeah, we ain't. We're not. We're not doing that." Yeah. No. And so what has he done? He's gone over to Europe, and now he's cozying up with the Europeans and and the Chinese and everybody because. I think the message got out here. Now over there, they control the internet way yes. more than we control it here, and the word's not out. In fact, I sent a a clip up to my brother-in-law, uh, and we'll get to today's topic in a moment. But I sent a clip of this Bill Gates stuff to my brother-in-law in Canada. He had never heard this. Yeah, he had never heard anything bad about Bill Gates. He he, he was shocked when he heard, and he was like bill gates in charge of the new world order ha 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 that's a joke and i was like oh no it's not and i sent him more and he was like we don't hear any of this up here oh wow so uh bill gates so. has bought off the world media and has now you know reinvented himself as this really really nice guy and Amazing expert guy. expert in health and is is out to help the world and it is nefarious as get out they can't get rid of the viruses on my windows man <laughs> I don't. I don't trust him. I don't even use Windows. Screw him. That doesn't happen. All right. Well, let's get into this week's. Uh, we have two. We have two very interesting topics that we're going to go down this week, and one of them, uh, the one we're going to open up with, is is a bizarre story. To me, I categorize this as: Do you really know what's going on down the street? Oh yeah, no, I I agree because it's one of those things. Because this is. Like, yeah. do you really know, like you drive oh. to work every day and you pass tons of houses, you know, and you, oh, yeah. you I walk my dog around my neighborhood and yeah. I go by, you know, lots of houses and properties and whatever. And it's like, do you really know what's going on? And, and I agree. Cause it's one of those things, like I said, I've been trying to do a lot of walking and I, I go walking around my neighborhood and I walk around this park. So you're passing everybody and you're looking at these people and it's, you're, you're thinking, I mean, just normal Americans every day. What is really going on at home for them? Yeah, because you, you assume start, yeah. everybody lives like you do. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, they might have a different job or whatever, but they come home, they have dinner, they watch yeah. TV, you know, they their talk wife to their, ignores them. I mean, you know. Whatever, you know, yeah, you, know uh, exactly. you work around the house, putts around the house. Do No, there are weird things. And usually Very we don't weird. find out about it until after the fact. Yeah. And that's a story. That's one story we're going to go into right now. This is a star, uh, about a place down in Georgia which is called the Corpsewood Manor. Now it's ruins now. It's still there's some ruins yeah. that still stand. I've seen videos of people who have like hiked in there. Yeah, I've and, seen uh, I, I saw a couple of those where people hiked in and looked at them. I mean, it looked like the the chicken house, at least the bottom layer was still that's there. That's still there. The, the foundation the second, the second and third floor were gone. Yeah, that's gone. Um the foundation's kind of there. There's a couple of the, you know, I think one of the archways was still kind of there, but most of it gargoyles gone yeah the gargoyle is gone uh so what we're talking about is if you're not familiar with the story it's fascinating and i and i highly recommend you youtube it or uh google it and you can go further down the hole than we're going to be able to present in uh on our show today but we're going to give you the just the basics and sort of the storyline of this uh his name it started with a guy named dr charles scudder and he had a partner he was gay and a partner named Joseph Odom. And he was a professor at Loyola in Chicago. And he was a strange professor. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the stories they said and some of the ways they described him, it's like, uh... Yeah, well, it was the Chicago Institute for Mind, Drugs, and Behavior. And I could see this honestly being 
Like the, the the way they described him, I could see this being a professor that you might run into now. Oh, not, absolutely. Not in what nineteen seventy six. Yeah, this started. So yeah, when he left, he left in nineteen seventy six, um, and he so he checked out basically. You know that during that time, that was the whole hey, you know, tune in, you know, drop out, check out, whatever. And so in nineteen seventy six, he left Chicago with he and his partner, and they went down to uh, this. Basically, they bought 40 acres in yeah. in Georgia. Well, the one thing, too, is like one of the articles I read that talked about like before he left that he what he was doing in pharmacology was he was basically was LSD. Yes. Anyway, he was doing tests with students and stuff like Which that. Which I on, wonder if he was part of MK Ultra. I'm wanting to on like tests. On, no, it's, that's never come up. But he was definitely doing uh, the same kind of thing, the, same kind of deal. The test of you know how the how it affects people, brains and stuff like that. Yeah, and that he was the guy that would show up to work like you know with purple hair and all. And this and, is in se- this, this is in is the seventies. Yeah, this I is. Mean, he left in seventy six, so seventy. I'll just say seventy to seventy six while he was teaching. Nobody did that. No, then. nobody had purple hair and just pink beards. Pink you beards, know. and I mean, some of the stuff on this guy—it's like this guy was out there. So I mean, he was out there and before he left to go to Georgia. Well, and one of the reasons he cited for leaving is because he was tired of taxes, light bills, gas bills, water bills, heating bills, and he felt helpless watching his old neighborhood disintegrate into an urban ghetto. And so, and at that time he was 50. So it sounded like he was, uh, tired of modern life. It sounds like he was, I mean, it really does. And I think it might be too, is the fact of being, you know, in 76, I mean, homosexuality wasn't as no, even though Chicago's big city, progressive city, I'm sure there was a segment of it where that you could go to, but it was still really, it wasn't like it is now. It was not open at all. Everybody's completely poo pooed upon. And uh, and probably got harassed and everything. Yeah. But uh, so apparently also it was fairly well known in the college community and among his fellow professors that he was, quote, a secret Satanist. Yeah. Now we're, we'll get into more of that later as to whether he was like an Anton LaVey Satanist or whether he was a goth Satanist, you know, well, yeah, or a pretend like- Satanist or what, what he was. But that's how they knew him. Yeah, and it's like we talked about before the the show started. We were talking about this, how there's really multiple different types of Satanists. Absolutely. And what kind he was. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So so what does he do? He loads up not that much stuff, but what he does load up is two human skulls, some souvenirs, and 12,000 doses of LSD. Yeah. 12,000. Like I want 12,000 doses of LSD. I mean, that's insane. And that's, it doesn't say what the, you know, what the degree of the doses were. So I mean, was it actually using, like, could you, you know, parse them out to make them, you know, 24,000? Are these just, you know, are these droplets? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. It doesn't say. But I mean, if he was using them for studies, I'm sure he, it was probably the potent shit. It was probably the good stuff. Right. But I mean, it's one of those, you know, what is it? I was trying to remember. I remember hearing sometime that it is, once you take so many doses in a lifetime, you're basically considered like, you know, screwed. <laughs> well, he was. Yeah. And his partner was too. I mean, they eventually got there. But yeah. so they show up, uh they they buy these 40 acres and it's it's the reason that it's called corpsewood is because of the the trees that were lining this 40 acres and I've seen video of it and and they it looks they're 
these are all trees that look like they're dead. Yes. Even though they're not. Yeah. Right. So, and they and they call it as corpse wood. They call so. it corpse wood, which no. is kind of oddly appropriate for this whole story. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, adds, it adds a kind of creepy factor. But if you were to drive through this area of Georgia and go, oh, what kind of trees are these? Oh, those are corpse wood. Yeah. Right. So it's it's not. It wasn't something he named it. But anyway, so he gets there, and he and his uh, his lover they they set up a like a little uh, tent or camper tent on this property, and they have two bull mastiffs. One is named Beelzebub, yeah, <laughs> and the other one is named Arsenath, who is a demon from the H.P. Lovecraft um, books. Yeah, and which H.P. Lovecraft, if you have ever read, wow, that is a one. He is a wow, uh, messed up dude. He is, but his his books are amazing. But he is a messed up. Oh uh, yeah, that's completely screwed. In Don't the head. read his books at night if you're afraid of anything that goes bump in the night. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. <clears throat> so anyway, so they so they set up this, and he takes <clears throat> basically all of his money, and he and his partner, and I, I can't get confirmation on this. Everything, all the reports I've seen, basically he and his partner. Which seems odd because he was a professor, and and it doesn't really say what his partner was or how no, he, he met him. They never say. There's really nothing. And that was the weird part. Is there's really nothing I could find about Odin. hardly anything about I mean, this. It, was he a student? Was he just some guy that showed up? Yeah, it like just we said don't know where this lover. guy came from. We don't know his backstory. But they built brick by brick. They cleared yes. everything. Uh, they they created this mini castle. And there's lots of pictures of it. It's yes. it's not a huge castle, but it, no, if but you're it's... going through the backwoods of Georgia and you run across this thing, you'd be like, what the, what the hell is that? It was this castle that had a grand entryway, uh, you know, like a four poster, a four column entryway and uh, sort of like a gazebo type thing attached mm-hmm. to the house. And on top of it, is this where they got it? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't look like they built it, but somehow they got no, this yeah. huge gargoyle that and sits, it was pink, and they painted it pink. Yeah, it was a big giant pink gargoyle. Yeah, and and it, it's a creepy looking gargoyle. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's one of those things where it's like uh, it's got big bat wings and sitting on this pedestal. And again, this thing is all brick. There's archways. They actually did a really nice job on it. To be honest with you, this corpsewood manor. They did. There's some really nice windows. I mean, they they, they did. It's a they really had a, nice. They had a, like a winding stairway in there. Mm-hmm. It was two story. But here's the rub: no electricity, no running water, no heat, no heating system other than a fireplace. Yeah, uh, they were completely off. No telephone. No, no nothing. nothing. No nothing that was electronic. No. So they were all like Ted Kaczynski. They might have been Am- Amish. They were completely they well out there honest. on their own. I, I think they had uh, they had a car, or like a Jeep Bronco or something, or, yeah. or a Jeep or a Ford Jeep Bronco, Bronco or something like that. Um, and they were vegetarians, you know. Ooh. So they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't have any cattle or anything out there. They yeah. were just out in the middle of nowhere in this crazy castle that at night was lit up by torches. Yep. They so they literally went completely off the grid. Completely off the grid. Just lots of lots of lube. And so then we get into, I'll say, more his um, Satanism. 
Yes. So he is in this castle. Now, a lot of this was is reported from people who had been there. And also when the murder took place, which we will get to in a moment, when the yes. murder took place, the cops, when they showed up, went in and took pictures of, you know, obviously, the, the crime scene and what they discovered there. Could you imagine being one of the cops that came no, across this? No, in a small, like the small jurisdiction in, in Georgia. These guys have never seen more than like a shoplifting. I mean, I, I honestly, through the whole time I'm reading this, all I kept picturing was Barney Fife walking in there like, ah. <laughs> I got my one bullet in my pocket there, Andy. Yeah, uh, Andy. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so. He was a Satan worshiper in the way that uh, he wasn't like a member of the Church of Satan, and he wasn't uh, like a black warlock or anything. I think he was more so anti-religion, yes, like anti-Catholicism, anti-Christianity, that he went to the other side. and, And so that's the debate. Was he really a Satanist, or was he just trying to piss everybody off by having all these symbols everywhere. Um, well, there is, there is, and it's one of those things, and I found it a couple other times when I've looked at stuff, there is a, a church that calls themselves Satanists. Right. That or does, is like he is, where they pretty much consider themselves atheists. They don't worship Satan. They don't believe but in Satan. But if you're an atheist, that means you don't believe in any god. Well, and that's just it. Their whole and point Satan is... to them is a god. Not in this, this sect. It's like one okay. of those, like, like kind of... Their whole thing is more of they they're against they're against organized religion organized any, religion any type so far like you're saying basically they're so far against religion that they're like we're going to do anti what you say and we're going to call it something else so it's really weird I've looked into it a couple times when I've gone into like you know talking about like the well they know, call them the Abrahamic religions yeah, which and Abrahamic which, they're going to think is basically Jesus I mean yeah it's think, basically Christianity anything, that, anything based off the Bible right. You know, so they're basically against everything that has to do with that. But some of them go as far as, you know, this guy where they start going the so far, they start actually almost worshiping Satan, but saying they're not. Well, so. yeah, because they had satanic symbols all around yes. the house. They had pentagrams. They had the skulls. They had uh, they had this huge bed up on the second floor that he and his partner slept in that had a, a massive picture of uh, demons and uh, specific demons you know, above them, uh, they had massive child pornography paintings yes. around of kids in either torture poses or seductive poses. They had uh, crazy wild parties on a consistent basis. This wasn't like oh, every now and then. Like this was people literally. It was a freak show. Yes, at this place, people would come. How the word got out, I have no idea. But they would show up. You had nudists hanging out there. You had Satanists hanging out there. You had pedophiles hanging out there. You had a gay orgies going on in the pink room. Uh, when they when they when they went to the pink room uh, and checked it out after the the murder, they found mattresses, candles, whips, chains, pornography, um, and a logbook listing guests' sexual uh, preferences. Yeah. So, like, if Joe shows up, well, we know Joe likes this. And if, if Larry shows up, we know Larry likes that. 
and uh and they were into like sadomasochism every you name it every anything and everything and it was another one reading that like with that book there i mean was it like coded like or was it flat out like daryl fortune likes hey 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 you know where all of a sudden like you're sitting there and you're reading it like um that's my brother he he does what you know, I mean, it was it was like one of those like you know, yeah. Well, it was a small little Georgia town, very so, small. I mean, you very most small. Of these people showing up, they probably knew exactly everyone on this list. I would imagine so. So was it a uh, a black you know like a blackmail book, which we know is very common. Yes. In the pedophilia rings, very common in Illuminati situations, like we talked about last week with the Mother of Darkness Castle, yes. and we've I mean it breaches. All the, like all across the globe. Yeah, that, and, that's and one the, of their main things. Is you get people into compromising positions, you either record it, take pictures, well, whatever. Yeah, and and you, a lot of those too, just to even get involved in them, you have to do something. Yeah, you have to do something that to it, prove that you're worthy of to being prove there. That you're worthy to be there, which and then means you're that stuck. They're going to have that blackmail on you because they're going to have film or, or tape or whatever of it. It's like the so, Hotel I mean, California. You can check out. But you yeah, can never leave, but you right? Can never leave. Uh, so things really turned crazy at this place, and there were rumors. Uh, this is the problem: separating the facts from the rumors, because the rumors around this area during this time, between seventy-six and eighty-two, were bonkers. Yes, I mean, you every rumor you can ever imagine were running rampant by people who had never been there, people who claimed to be there, people who claimed to have escaped there, people they claimed that they were kidnapping people, that they were you know, sacrificing people, killing people, that they had summoned some demon that helped the dogs protect the place. Uh, it was crazy, really crazy. And I did see an interview with a guy who was there. Um, he's actually the guy that found them. Uh, after they were murdered. And we're, yeah. we're getting to that in a moment here. And I saw an interview with this guy, and he is a self-avowed nudist, and he's a guy who was basically like burned his brain out on drugs and had no job and just hung out there, and he, re- and he liked them all. Uh, but he said, yeah, he did, he did cop to the fact that um, while he didn't participate, he never went to the pink room because he wasn't into gay sex or any of that stuff. Yeah. He was just a nudist. And it was the one place you could hang out and, you know, trip the light fantastic, go on a trip with LSD, hang out, whatever. Uh, because all were welcome there as long yes. as you were a freak show, as long as you were anti-religion. As long as you were anti-religion and you were okay and you weren't going to... But he did yeah. say that there were a lot of things that went on there that he would not participate in and would freak him out and... And he just stayed away from that stuff. Yeah. So he, he said, "I, you know, he didn't actually witness much, but he heard about it and he knew things were going on. Like they would do uh, some services, you know, where they would have a mock, you know, I'll just say black masses or whatever. And well, again, whether it was all in, uh, you know, f- making fun of Christianity or where they were, they were really dark lords. I don't know. I just do. I do know this. That if you go down that path, whether you're playing or not, you unlock something that you don't want to mess with. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. And so it, it brings upon you uh, such negativity and problems that, you know, it, it's nothing to play with. And I think these guys were playing with it. 
and, and I agree. Most stuff I read and some of the stuff I saw and, you know, interviews with people is it does feel like they were playing with it and they were going with it. Because it's one of those things that even if, whether you believe in God, Satan, any of that stuff, even if you open yourself up to this stuff by bringing, letting the people into your life that believe in any of this stuff, and then you're opening yourself up to bad things. Right. And uh, so in 1982 is when all when everything came to like a complete screeching halt and yes. a crash. Uh, it was a December 12th. It was, an, it was nighttime. And like I said, these guys uh, you know, brought in all kind of freaks. And eventually that catches up to you. It does. That just it's just the way it goes. You, it, this is a pretty reoccurring story when it when you know you hear about people who take in homeless. You, you hear about people who are always trying to help. You know, like on their own without any kind of like uh, safeguards, help. You know, drug addicts or it eventually go turns bad. Well, yeah, and I mean when you have something pretty much. I mean they weren't even just trying to help people. They no, had, no, no, no. They it, had a room where pretty much you could go up, and, indulge I mean, in everything you ever 12, wanted to do. Thousand hits of acid basically units or whatever they are so they had a lot of acid so basically you can go up in this room drop some acid get some lube and do whatever you wanted yeah no they encouraged it they wanted you they wanted you to live out your entire fantasy of you know anything you ever wanted to do uh the problem is is that as in much of this stuff you probably had uh if you've ever watched the tiger king you know that uh you know joe exotic basically married two guys by providing meth to them, they were supposedly straight guys yeah. who he provided meth to them. And in order to, you know, keep up their drug habit, they would have sex with him and he ended up marrying them. Uh, a similar thing happened here. That's the bizarre thing is that, uh, so you had 17 year old Kenneth Brock and his roommate who was 30 years old, who was, his name was Samuel West. Mm-hmm. And um, they, so Brock, had um, basically been taken advantage of by Scudder for the drugs. He had, you know, he would go up there and for drugs he he'd get you know blasted out of his mind and then have sex. Yeah, homosexual, you know, homosexual sex, which apparently he wasn't one. But people do weird things for sex. They and- do, or, or, yeah, for drugs. They do weird, really weird things. And I mean, there's been, depending on which story you're reading, there's some that say that it was consensual. He right. Drugs, we don't know. That's that's it. the thing. But that's the we weird do part. know he did do it. Yeah, we do know he did have the sex with him. So for for the drugs, but some people are like, oh, it was a consensual thing. He liked the drugs and the sex. Right. And then others are like, no, he was being taken advantage for because he wanted the drugs. Right. And that's so. There's a there's a really gray area, and of course, the only people to ask is Brock. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Because and you can't ask obviously Odom or Scudder because well, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So this night of December twelfth, uh, so Brock and West and they incorporated these uh, two other people, Joey Wells and Teresa Hudgens, and thank God for Teresa. Otherwise, you would none of this would have ever come out. Um, they decided that they're going to go to Corpsewood Manor with guns and rob the these two. Yeah, because I know there's something, too, that says, too, that I, uh, apparently Brock had brought West to the place. He'd been know, there a couple of times. Had been there, but West was like, yeah, cool, the drugs and the booze are fun, but I, I'm not getting involved in this whole 
Yeah, he yeah. wasn't about that. He was not about the sex part. He wasn't about that. And that's a good Georgia boy right there. Yeah. You know, like he just was like, well, okay, I drugs. might do some pot or whatever, but this has gone a little too yeah, far. Well, you, you ain't sticking nothing in my bum. <laughs> However, they did do drugs and alcohol the night that they went up to the yeah. to the manor. And uh, this and is where the paint. Yeah, huff and paint, man. What is up with that? Why? Why does anybody huff paint? I mean, every time I see that, that's I just some, think of that. I think it was like a, a that's some after, hillbilly stuff. After school special when we were a kid, where you watch where they talk about huff and paint, and the dude's got like looks like he, you know, <laughs> wore a mask of gold paint around his face, and you're like, what the? Yeah, right. And that's all I can picture. It's like these guys went through killing these guys, and they probably had gold paint all over their face. I mean, it's just like really who huffs paint? I don't know who huffs paint anymore. When you have that much LSD, why are you huffing paint? Yeah, that's pretty low class. But anyway, so Scudder and Old Odom are at the manor, and these guys show the the four of them show up, and it's pretty it's pretty casual at first. You know, they show up, and Scudder and Odom they know them, they welcome them in, yep. and they're like, you know, what's your pleasure, basically, and um, they hung out for a while. Probably like yeah. a couple of hours, you know, just whatever they were doing, smoking, dropping, LSD, huffing. huffing, whatever. And uh, so Scudder then eventually says, time to go to the pink room. Yeah. And so three of the four that have arrived go with Scudder to the pink room. One of them's left behind with Odom. And uh, while they're up in the pink room, they the these three decide to reveal their plan to Scudder that they're there to rob him. Yeah, and Scudder of course is like we don't have any money. We, yeah, we there's, there's no nothing. money here. We don't have any money at all. They don't you know they're high and they're like you know they're all jacked up, and so they're they they tie him up and are threat you know they're beating beating him up. Meanwhile, the other guy who's in the house with Odom, he goes outside and shoots the two dogs. Which that's the part that bothers me the most on this. That's what that's what makes me a horrible person. I'm like, you killed the dogs. That's horrible. Right. You but killed they, the guys. He didn't want to right. Right. Yeah. They were bastards. But yeah, they were. Yeah. So he goes out and kills the dogs and comes back in and tells puppies. tells Odom that you know he's here to rob him. And of course, so we got two separate. You got the pink room and in the castle. Yes. Both at simultaneous times, they're telling each of these individuals, Scudder and Odom, that we're here to rob you. And they're both pleading, we don't have any money. So the guy in the castle shoots Odom in the head like, what, was it like five times? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, he just, he just unloaded on this dude, and he's dead. So he goes to the pink room to tell them, hey, bring Scudder down, because yep. now we're going to show him that we're serious. So they bring Scudder into the room, show him his partner of now how many years? Probably, I don't know, 15, 12, 15 yeah, years. It's been it a, a while now. And they say, this, give us all your money or this is what's going to happen to you. And he, again, you know, he's crying, he's pleading, he's begging. They have no money or whatever. Yeah. And they get, they get fed up and they shoot him up. Yeah. And he drops. The weird thing is is that if you go back in the story, several people reported that Scudder told them many times on like crazy LSD trips that he foresaw himself being shot to death in his castle. 
That's weird right there. Well, that is weird. I didn't catch that one. So I don't know if he felt that because like, oh, the they're going to come get him because he's gay or, you know, like he, fores- he foresaw it because uh, the authorities were going to come after yeah. him, you know, kind of thing. But he mentioned it several times. Hmm. So anyway, they shoot him up. They ransack the castle. They ransack it. There's no money and they take off. They just bail. Yeah, and that was the thing is, I mean, really, if you read like the beginning of the story when they talk about it, they dumped everything they had into those forty acres and building that house. They yeah, they had really no had money. nothing. They lived off the grid. Yeah, they, they had their the LSD. They had whatever they were growing. Yeah, I think they probably had some money in the bank or whatever. And then whatever people would donate to them for yeah. their sex parties and you know bribery or or whatever. Yeah, but they were not. They did not have a whole bunch of riches in the house. So, yeah. So the four of them fled. And uh, they got all the way to Mississippi, where they also killed a man named Kirby Phelps. I feel bad for that guy because he was just part of a robbery gone wrong. And that was on December 15th. And, uh, and then afterwards, uh, Brock returned to Georgia and turned himself in, which I find is weird. And then Wes did the same thing in Chattanooga, Tennessee, on December 25th, Christmas yeah. Day. Maybe he had a, an epiphany or something. Uh, and eventually... They were, found, they were found guilty on two counts of murder, sentenced to death. Uh, Brock pleaded guilty and received three conse- consecutive life terms. And uh, basically, the castle remained empty and remains empty to this day, although now it's, it's decrepit. It's, yeah. de- it's decayed. It's gone. And these guys look like some tools, right? You oh, they the do. picture of these guys? Yeah, they look like tools. And I mean, if you read about it, too, it's like the one thing when they talk about, you know, the one guy that killed that Kirby Phelps, Phelps, the other guy, he was a Navy lieutenant, Kirby Phelps. And they basically tried to steal his car from a rest stop. And then while they were supposedly tying him up, uh, Wes shot him. Now, it, yeah, we got it. So we're going to shift gears here in, in just a moment. But I, I want to encourage you to go online. Uh, all you got to do is type in. You need to go to YouTube or just go on Google Type in Corpsewood Manor or Corpsewood Manor murders or any of this stuff. Yeah. And I highly recommend that do a little digging and find the pictures that were taking taken inside the manor before it became uh just it's decrepit. You know, like I said, there's videos of people who march, you know, hike out to it. And uh there's a there's uh, some ghost hunters who have been out there at night and all this. But to me that doesn't mean anything. What really means a lot will tell you inside the minds of these guys and whether this was super nefarious, whether it was like some Satanists that got their up and comings or they were just, you know, off the grid, bizarro world and uh, just enjoyed like this crazy drug fueled uh, gay lifestyle. And, and there's rumors of pedophilia. There's rumor of all kind of stuff. Yeah. There's all sorts of weird rumors, but nothing. The only thing that was basically could be proven was they, 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 they had the to, book yeah. of everybody's sexual preferences and a mm. lot of names. And I'm sure that was embarrassing for a lot of people. Oh, I'm sure there's the a locals. bunch of people that came out that it's like, Oh, wait a minute. So-and-so likes it. This, oh, wait, he's a God. deacon of the Baptist church. Wait, yeah. hang on. What time out? Wait. The minister likes to do what with who for how many cookies? <gasps> you know, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> but the artwork that they had, the all the satanic symbols around the house, uh, the fact that they had, you know, like at night it would be lit up with torches. It had to have been a freak show. Oh, it had to have been. Like a complete freak show. So thus, let's go. And so this 360, 
this was if you're driving around in Georgia during that time. And, you know, you're out on a country road and you drive by and you see this big kind of interesting house out there. And you're like, wow, that's interesting. Somebody might be creative or, you know, that's weird. I would never build that. But amazing out here in the middle of nowhere. You have we have no idea what's really going down. No, you know, in in your neighbors, in your neighborhood with people around you. Uh, it really opens your eyes to like, there are some bizarre things going on. Oh yeah. You, you never know. I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, the house, you know, and someday we'll have to go into the story about this, but the house that I moved out of in Renton to move down to Puyallup, the month before we moved out, the SWAT took out the house next to us. Oh really? It. <laughs> we got a call from our kids saying, um, yeah, there's SWAT officers walking through our backyard. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's shift gears and let's go into our second topic because we only have we have about 15 minutes left. And uh, I think that's about right for this, because I think a lot of people have heard of this place. I just thought we should go, you know, go a little bit more into it, because it's actually the time that this happened. The big two week conference of this is actually coming up. It's in July, isn't it? Yeah, it's not that far away. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they actually have it this year. Because of all the COVID and the social distancing, of course distance. they will. Yeah, I don't. I this I mean, will be these are, these are this the will be one of those famous. proof things that the I'm COVID. Sure Bill Gates will be there with his vaccine. I think he's been there. <laughs> yeah, he probably <laughs> he probably will. Probably get everybody to sign off on it. So, uh, what we're talking about is there's if you, no talk of work while you're there. Yeah, if you haven't heard of this place, I, I don't know where you've been. It's down in. Uh, it's funny because I've actually been by this place. I think I have too. I was trying to figure out exactly where it is, but I'm pretty sure I've, I've driven Oddly by enough, it. I, when I was in high school, I went to a camp two winters in the Redlands. This is down in the Redlands, California, in mm-hmm. Sonoma County. And it's this uh, huge, out-of-the-way, 2,700-acre compound. And there's several camps around this place. It's not yeah. the only one. And I think I was the, the one I went to was just down the road. Which is oh, wow. which is really weird, but I didn't know about it at the time. Well, yeah, and I mean, this thing—it's not like this is something that you know people are like. Oh, this is something that just just started happening. No, this started what eighteen seventy. Yeah, it's been going on a long time. And yeah. what we're talking about is Bo- the Bohemian Grove, and it is uh, another one of these things that, unless you know about it, or I mean, the the lid got blown off of it when Alex Jones went out there. And recorded. But I think it was one of those things that Alex Jones. I mean, they really kind of like try to 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 downplay it. Oh, big time! Quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. I, and then I think Alex Jones probably didn't help himself when he started talking about the gay frogs, and <laughs> and that really made people kind of think, okay, Alex Jones is an idiot. Right. So people really didn't buy in too much of what he said. So I mean, well, he, no, they dismissed the baby with the bathwater on this. Because yeah. uh, Alex Jones, if you don't know who Alex Jones is, he he's a he's a very bombastic conspiracy theorist guy who is right i don't know i would just say maybe 60 percent of the time but the 40 percent time that he's off he's way yeah. off and he and he won't back down right and i mean he's so far off and that's the problem because all of a sudden then all of his credibility for that goes out the window is out the window yeah it's not like this, david yeah. ike you know david ike is another one of those cats who yep. uh you know may, he has a couple of claims here and there where you're like yeah i can't go with you on that but you know most of his stuff i can follow him on Alex Jones, but Alex Jones did do a, a lot of people a big favor on this, and this is how he made his name. Yes, uh, he snuck into Bohemian Grove with a cameraman, and they actually recorded 
there the, so it's a two week camp basically that the rich and the elite and oddly enough it's like well for for decades it was only white guys yeah and i apparently a few i'll just say minorities have been let in since then but it is like pride predominantly white yes. males and it's males. I mean, if you don't have a vagina, there's a certain line that says, I mean, if you have a vagina, there's a certain no, line. No, you can't you, go in. You can't cross. Like, there's literally, like, even if you work there, there's literally a yellow line in the... Right, you're not allowed. You can't cross this line if you have a vagina. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good luck with that. Um, it, and since it's become known, yeah, it's two weeks in July, so it's coming up. And it is one of those things where I, I don't, it, it's tough. It's really tough separating the fact from the fiction, the stories from, uh, yes. and the lore from the reality of it. We because do, there's so much, uh, most of it is lore. Because there's so well, much. Well, nobody not, talks about it. Nobody You're not allowed about to talk about it. Talk. Uh, any members of the Bohemian Club. So it started in, in 1878. The members of the Bohemian Club in San Francisco uh, started this sort of retreat, yes, and it was like artists and um, businessmen, and uh, and then it grew and it, it started in, incorporating people from Wall Street and Washington, like the Rockefellers, Roosevelt. Uh, well, originally Bush, too, it was they, Morgan. They, they rented it. Yeah, they rented the place for two weeks during the summer, and then it basically got to a point where we're like, okay, we're tired of renting it. We're just gonna buy it. So that's and that's the other question that I have about this place is, you know, in the beginning, because I understand what Bohemian is. So if it was started by a bunch of artists and a bunch of businessmen in San Francisco, they they wanted to go out and blow off some steam, right? Exactly, and that's what it seems like. A lot of it in the beginning was supposed to be like, okay. I want to. I'm a businessman. I spend so much time. I'm stressed. I want to. We're gonna go drink. We're gonna go. We're gonna go carouse. We're gonna, you know, sing songs. We're gonna have fun. We can't talk about work. It's just we're gonna just go crazy, and there'll be no politically correct faction. We can do whatever we want, and 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 so it was in some ways. It was a bit. uh, I'll just say amoral, right? Yeah. because you can go back and see pictures from back in the day, like in the 18 and early 1900s, where they're, they're doing crazy stuff. Oh, like the hanging picture? Yeah, and, where they're like you know, pretending to hang people. They, they're and pretend- there's a picture of the kid that looks like he's about to be sacrificed, and you're like, is that a kid or is that a dummy? It looks like a kid. Right, and they dress up in all these weird, like, uh, you know. And it wasn't a white kid, just to, just to like kind of throw that out there. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, they uh, And then they would have uh, at the, at, you know, so then they have this culminating um it's an experience or it's a play it's uh it's been described as a lot of things that's the say it's a play but it's but if you watch it it is definitely a ceremony and it is bizarro world and uh and and i will say this the big huge statue that stands in the middle it's been there forever is this owl oh yeah it's like 50 foot it's this massive owl which is a complete and total symbol of the Illuminati. Oh yeah, and, and Satanism. Yeah, and so they all, uh, you know, they all gather around and they have this big ceremony to this owl, and they quote pretend that they're sacrificing people to the owl, and pretend. 
Right. And it's called like, uh, I can't remember what they called it. It Care, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something casting away of care or uh, basically you're, you're, you're just tossing care to the wind. And you're not so, the, you know, for the two weeks, you're supposed to just, like, release all your care. Cremation uh, of, of care. Cremation oh, of care. Cremation of care. There you go. And when Very they good. bring out the, the, the fake body, they call the body care, too. Right. Uh, there have been scores and scores and scores of journalists who have tried to sneak on, who have been, you know, arrested, kicked out. There are people who line the streets to this place. Uh, to protest all of these people who are going in. And the, you, in order just to join this group, you have to be put on this waiting list. You have to be approved. For decades. Yeah, you have to be approved by, you know, like my, not just one member, but several members. And it costs like, I oh, was it, $25,000 just to get in? Just to get in. And then there's annual fees on Yeah, top it reminds of- me of the 33 Club in Disney, in Disney World. Have you ever heard of that place? Yeah, where it's just same kind of thing stupid expensive to yeah get. it's ridiculous uh so anyway um twenty five thousand dollars to get in there better be a that doesn't lot of happy endings. that's just to join i mean yeah just to join. and then you have fees and then you have to pay to go to the you know the two-week conference which is a, a ton of money and it, it's uh I, I saw an interview and again this is where you Separating fact from fiction is sometimes difficult. Yes. There, there was a guy who claimed, well, there was a lady and a guy, both of them being interviewed, and they had claimed that they had worked out there during two of the Bohemian Grove conferences in the early 90s. And one of them, the, the male, the, the, he claimed that the, like the homosexuality and them bringing in male prostitutes to basically be used at will and at whim was very commonplace and rampant as all get out. Yeah. Uh, even Alex Jones, when he uh, when he first you know released his tape of this, said, "Yeah, when he was walking around, guys were whistling at him and saying, hey, what are you doing later?' And you know, uh, you want to come to my the, this and that because they didn't recognize him. Yeah. They assumed he was one of those guys. Uh, the females said that, like you said, they could only go, they could only work in the kitchen and in a certain, you know, area. Like valets and then kitchen and stuff like that. That was yeah, it. Yeah, and that was it. And, uh, but she said, you know, that is only on the surface that after hours they were shuttled into basically the dorms and uh, cabins. And everything and- I read said that they could not, the ones that said it said that they could not go anywhere, but they were sent into the cabins. Yes. They were shuttled in and, and shuttled, shuttled out into the cabins and shuttled out, but they couldn't witness it. any of the speeches. Nope. They couldn't, there, there's a lake, there's a lake, uh, that is a, it's a very, fa- there's very famous photo of, um, several high, profile people giving speeches at this this lake or this pond type thing uh in fact richard nixon gave a speech there and he claims that was the beginning of his uh run for the presidency like yeah. that was the cementing factor well there's even things that i that i was reading too where they talk about in 1942 the uh this is where um the Manhattan project and all of those kind of things the thought process for those came up at the Bohemian Grove. 
Like those were things that were thought of and started there was the Manhattan Project and some of those, which is something that we eventually are going to have to go into in this and talk about the Manhattan Project, which goes into MK Ultra and all that stuff. Oh yeah, no, we're, so that we'll, stuff started at Bohemian Grove. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so, thus, I think that's where the conspiracy versus the reality really, really like forks at the road. It does because there's some things that I read where they talk about that's where it all started with guys talking about that but then there's other things i've read will say yes it technically did start there but he was there alone right he wasn't there with anybody else so there was none of the and i was trying to find the the phrase they use like web something um where basically they say one of the the mo- the motto there is you can't talk business Right, which is bullshit. I yeah. mean, they all talk business, and there's a, a a lot of things have come out of Bohemian Grove. Yes, I think so. I think there are people. This is just my, just to wrap it up in, in uh, and I I do encourage everybody if you don't know anything about oh, Bohemian look Grove, up. look it up. Watch the watch the tape from Alex Jones. It's bizarro world. It's really really weird. Uh, I've been to many, many, many camps, whether it was Christian camp or day camp or, you know, like basketball camp. I've been to lots of camps where people go and they, you know, you unwind or you blow off steam or you do whatever, uh, you know, guy camps, uh, weekends, whatever. This is like that. Yeah, this is guy. This is this is like on a whole nother level. These are super rich, super elite personnel from all over the world and mostly from the United States. Almost every conservative, every Republican president has been to this. Um, Walter Cronk, there's pictures of Walter Cronkite being there. Uh, it, it goes on and on and on. And I mean, and, it goes, yeah, because I mean, it says Nixon, Eisenhower, Roosevelt, both Bushes, Hoover, Ford, Reagan, Colin Powell, Dick Cheney, Henry Kissinger, and like just, yeah, so Mark don't Twain, tell, Clint Eastwood. So don't tell me that they're not talking business, rubbing shoulders, uh, you know, coming up with ideas as they sit around the campfire, as they sit around banging girls or guys, as they have dinner or whatever. And I, there is, I think there are those who go like the artists and whatever. And it is more of just a like pagan time, you know, sort of like, uh, like just a little bit going on, just go crazy. But there is a, there is a, and it's pretty well documented that within the Bohemian Grove, there are secret meetings, yes. and there are, that you have to be part of the super elite to get into. Thus, the Illuminati connection, um, and that what goes on in there, even the people in the Bohemian Grove don't hear about it. So, like, let's say Colin Powell, Bush, and yeah. all these guys, Cheney, and all these guys are there. Well, they're meeting with super high business profile people and saying, "This is what our plans are. This is what's coming up." I'm sure there are lots of insider stock trading oh, and sure. stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot of strings being pulled here. But there's a lot of random weird stuff. Because, I mean, you read it and yes. a lot of the witnesses talk about, like, most of these people have nothing but underwear on almost the whole time. <laughs> or they They're, wear ro- Roman yeah. robes. They wear robes with nothing under them. They wear all kind They're of bizarre dr- headdress. They're drunk. They start drinking first thing in the morning. Oh, the, the whole, whole time. time. They are drunk. You know, they pretty much say, like, Nobody looks for a bathroom. They just no, pee they on just, the closest right. street. They just take dumps I mean, and pees yeah, everywhere. Dumps and pees everywhere. It's I mean, hedonism it's, at its at its finest. And I'm all for hedonism, but I mean, you know. But when you're the leader of the free world and you're there drunk off your ass for two weeks, but it's kind of one of those things. I mean, 
it sounds like there's a lot of nefarious shit going on here. I agree. But also is one of those things as the leader of the free world and someone who's been in management, just to have that two weeks where you don't have to answer, you don't have to do shit. You go crazy. I can just get drunk. I can do whatever the fuck I want for two weeks. Right. That sounds amazing. Sounds amazing now. And I mean, just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) honey, I don't, I'm going to go off into the woods with a bunch of guys and get smashed for two weeks. Right. That sounds amazing. Uh, you and I will never be there. The weird sex stuff that that that's that's just that that might maybe not. But and I I, I you know I, I do believe because I just you we're running out of time. But I yeah. do I do know that just in a like a microcosm of a small scale. Like if you ever been to like a leaders retreat or uh, the management retreat, whether it doesn't no. it could even just be an overnight thing or like a day. Can- Stuff gets talked about there that never gets talked about to the rest of the crew no. or the corporation. They're sharing insider stuff, secrets, and it's like this stays in this room. And that's on a very, very tiny scale. Like, you know, they may be talking about where well, we're going to expand or we're going to let this guy go or we're, open, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it stays within the group. Well, imagine that on a massive scale that, that, that pulls the strings of Wall Street, war, yes. um, you know, how they're going to run the country, how they're going to run the world and you know, all this stuff. That's what's going on there. Whether it's Illuminati, whether it's demonic, whether it's whatever, uh, that I'm not solely convinced on. I think there's probably elements of that. I do think it's weird that a lot of these guys profess to be like Bush and all these guys profess to be Christians and why they would be participating in this. I have no idea. Thousand points of light. Thousand points of light. Yeah, the more we learn about George Bush and he keeps now, cropping yeah. up in this stuff, the more I'm freaked out by that guy. Yeah, and, we're going back to the thousand points of light back to last week. So I mean, yeah. there are. I think there's more to it than I, you know the Illumin. I think there is the Illuminati. I think the New Lizard Order. All of them are part of the the. the it's the one of the secret meetings. I agree. I think I don't think it's the secret meeting, but I think, but I think it's, it's one, one of them. them. And then they take it back to the inner circle. And I think that's what it is, too. It's the inner circle. This is kind of like one of those outer circle things. Like, this is kind of part of what we do, but right. this is just kind but of... report back to us what's going on there. These are like the there. Bill Gates kind of guys. Like, we're, we're, we're pulling the strings on you, but and you think you're special, but really you're just... Right. You're, our, you're our patsy. You're our patsy. And that's it. And, I and agree. And that's kind of what I think. Yeah. I agree. Well, that's it for us this week, everybody. Uh, have a great week. We'll be back next week. If you uh, missed some of this or all of this or you want to share it, you can go uh, check us out on podcast at uh, Anchor. Uh, it's Anchor.com, right? Yeah, Anchor. It's, I think, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. Um, and it's also on lots of other different platforms. So uh, just Google up NWCZ's down the rabbit hole and we'll be there brandon good stuff oh it was it was a blast and i can't wait till next week oh yeah next week we're gonna go down the rabbit hole and some other stuff everybody have a great week stay uh stay healthy i'm not saying stay safe that's a dumb saying so it is yeah stay healthy and just (laughs) get out there you know fight the power man yeah everybody wants to talk about resist 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 how about we resist this yes resist this get out there i mean well i was out there doing a 5k today and i mean i know my gym just opened up it said exercise your right to protest and come to come to the gym so excellent i get love out it there get out there and just enjoy life we'll see you next week everybody nwczradio.com check it out see ya